0: It's time for the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports Podcast. Here are your hosts, Dennis Stuckey and Brady Beaton. Welcome aboard,
1: Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports uh, Podcast. On a uh, Monday, we'll have uh, an entire weekend of uh, baseball and softball to go through, but as per tradition june 25th is the second annual get stuck on sports golf outing it is at the elks you need to go to get stuck on hit the golf tab and get your team signed up yeah um
2: and the more you sign up the less dennis will have to annoy you but we're i mean geez dennis we're barely a month and a half out from it and, and i don't mean to annoy everybody
1: but yes i do <laughs>
2: it's also pinned on our twitter profile so if you go on there it's the first tweet you'll see on our twitter page so uh that should be it for that uh we have like you said a, a relatively light weekend to talk about
1: and yet there there was still... Well, uh, oh, I guess compared to last weekend yeah, where well, we had... Yeah, that was ridiculous.
2: 50, I think we said, what, 56 games between, from Friday to Sunday? It might have even
1: been more, more than that. But um, we'll figure it all out, and we'll uh, go back to uh, Friday to begin uh, and start with baseball this time around because uh, we each saw a baseball game on uh, Friday, so that's where we'll get it uh, going in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast. When you run with us on a Gator UTV... <laughs> The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a night of champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the Mcmorran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA, 1525 Third Street in Port Huron. Cost is 100 dollars per person or 1000 dollars for a table. For more information on a night of champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810
0: If you're not listening to GetStuckOnSports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports.
1: You're back with Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports uh, podcast, and uh, we'll uh, start with uh, baseball. Uh, You were wrapping up a a week-long series between uh, Port Huron Northern and Port Huron High. It had a little bit of everything from rainouts to doubleheaders, to your final uh, game, and it just seemed like the line scores and the way you described things to me all week long, it, it was kind of a weird series. Very weird series. Port Huron, again,
2: if they can get out of their own way, if they can learn to win as a young team, they will do a lot better. Just it's. It's frustrating because you know it's there, but at times they, they struggle to get it. So Northern wins game three, eight to nothing, sweeps the series, and we'll talk about what that means for them in the Mac blue in a minute, but they win eight, nothing. Dennis, they had three hits. Really, yeah. they had four. There was an infield fly that Dylan Bloink hit. It wasn't an infield fly. that. So even if they count that, that's four hits in a game.
1: Yeah, and, and again, I remember the, the one last year where they they won the game with one or two <laughs> Yeah, but here's the thing.
2: So Jackson Carl started through the first three innings that Northern came up to bat. It was one nothing. Jackson Carl didn't walk anyone, didn't hit any batters, and they didn't make any errors, and it's one nothing. and they had two 1-2-3 two, innings. So you're going, okay, they're into it. But once they started walking batters, then, you know, the defense is standing around for a while. They'll make an error or two, and that's just where it unraveled, where between walks and hit batters, Northern got 11 free bases. Wow. And you just can't win like that. And their pitching did enough. In fact, Dylan Blank on the mound was sensational. In the seven innings he pitched, he walked one, hit two batters, only gave up two hits, those were both to Colton Barnett, and struck out 11. He was electric on the mound, and it felt like he got stronger as the game went on. He was he was tough to hit, and like I said, only one big red could. Uh, in That's the pitching that you know Northern can get on a week-to-week basis, and they got it in Dylan Bloink on Friday.
1: You know, and, and you already like expect that from Johnson. Yep. And, and you know that if they need uh, from Ruiz, he can give them stuff like that. So now you're looking at three guys that you can really rely on. And depth, you know, depth is huge in high school baseball.
2: Well, they, they are going to need it this coming week. They're playing Marysville. And Northern with the sweep has put them right back in the thick of the Mac Blue race. So Lakeview's in first place at 7-2. and two. Lance Cruz is a half game behind because, remember, they have that game against Northern that never finished. It's 5-3 in the middle of the fourth right now. So they're 6-2. Northern's 5-3. and three. They're a game and a half back. And Frazier's in there a game back of Lakeview. So it's a tight Mac Blue race. If Northern can get a sweep of Marysville, which if they get pitching like this, they're going to set them up uh, for a for an opportunity to sweep, then... They are, that will set up a huge series with Lakeview. Lakeview, by the way, is playing Lance Cruz. So you hope they beat each other up. I guess you'd hope for Lance Cruz to take two or three and give you a chance that if you win a series, that would set up almost like a, a game 163 scenario with Lance Cruz, except it's half a game.
1: Northern took care of business against PH. Yes. They have to do the same thing. This week against a struggling Marysville team.
2: Yeah, because, yes, Northern's bats can go cold, and Marysville can pitch well. However, Marysville's bats, still, they still haven't found a groove. Northern's pitching is what needs to show up. They need to, from game one to the end of game three, not make errors and not walk any Vikings, and it can set them up because, again, Marysville, they're 1-8 and eight in league, but I don't think they've been mercyed once. And there hasn't been a game where you just looked at it and you went, "Ugh, really? That's tough." They're just—they haven't been able to put all the pieces together. And no, I wouldn't be shocked if
1: Marysville stole a game in this series. But here's how Marysville season has gone: They finally get a game on a Friday where they score six runs, and their pitching fails them. Yeah, they give up twelve. They end up giving nineteen runs up, uh, which is very rare for them. Yes because their pitching has been so good. Uh, 12-6, they lost the first game to uh, Lance Cruz. Uh, Two hits, a run, a stolen base for Porter Kays. Zach Winston had a couple of hits and scored. Wyatt Fiardo had a hit, drove in two runs, drew a walk, and Owen Veggie had a hit and an RBI. But uh, again, uh, despite getting six, which is a smorgasbord for them this season (laughs) offensively, they end up giving up 12 and and like that hasn't the big numbers like that haven't happened to them very often and then Lance Cruz uh, swept the doubleheader with a 7-2 win in game 2. Veggie had a hit in RBI, uh, Wyatt Fiardo again had a hit, a uh, walk and an RBI. Um, and he's been a very pleasant surprise cuz that wasn't a name that was on our radar No, and he kind of played his way into the lineup and really For them, he kind of hit his way into the lineup. He did. All right, so through nine games
2: in the Mac Blue, here are Marysville scores. 3-1 loss to Lakeview, 4-2 loss to Lakeview, 7-4 loss to Lakeview. That's the team leading your division, and I I was there at the 3-1 game. They very easily could have won that game. I think they left a double-digit men on base or close to it. Then against Frazier, 5-3 loss, game they could have won. 3-2 3-2 win at Frazier and a 4-1 loss. Then against Lance Cruz, 5-4 loss at home and as you mentioned, 12-6 and 7-2. They're not getting blown out. They're not getting embarrassed. They just haven't put all three facets of their game
1: together at the same time. Yeah, that's uh, uh, again, the the pitching does good and the guys don't hit. The hitting does better and the guys have a rough outing on the uh, the mound, or they don't catch the ball. Right. So, uh, it, it's it's been a struggle for them. Um, Marine City had a nice uh, game with Crowsick. Boy, this is a fast game. Yeah, I know. Uh, you you were like in the fourth inning, and I was wrapping it up. Yes, I was. Um, um, I was jealous, especially since I thought you started a half hour. <laughs> like this was
2: probably what an hour and fifteen minute game.
1: Uh, yeah, probably probably pretty close. Pretty close to that, um, be, because uh, again, I got there thinking it was a four thirty game, and yeah. we played at four, mm-hmm. and we played at four. Which sometimes that's the thing. Sometimes they'll start at three
2: fifty four. Sometimes they'll start at four oh seven. It's just kind of dependent on when the umpires get there, if the uh, other team had. Problems with traffic getting there, and yeah, that's what makes spring sports a, a fun time.
1: You know, the the guys in blue walked through the gate, came out on the field. Darren Letson shouted into his dugout, "Let's go, boys!" They took the field, warmed up the pitcher, and it was base. It was like four oh one. We threw the first pitch of the ball game uh, and got her going. Uh, the pitchers threw strikes. The fielders made plays, that, and that's something that's hurt Marine City this year. Yeah, and the and the hitters. For the most part, we're swinging aggressively and early uh, in the uh, the count. There aren't very many Mariners that, that, that stand around at home plate looking to get walked. No, they, they are aggressive. They play one way, and that's
2: they want to hit the cover off the ball.
1: And Crosslex is not much different in that uh, respect. So here, here was the line score. Two runs, four hits, an error for Crosslex. Four runs, five hits, an error for the Mariners. Uh, Marine City scored first. In the uh, second uh, inning, um, after Crosslex went 1-2-3 in the first, Marine City went 1-2-3 in the first, Crosslex went 1-2-3 in the top of the second, the bottom of the second started with uh, Ocroy grounding one to short, and the ball took a wicked hop, and the shortstop just couldn't come up with it. Uh, so uh, that was an error, and then Distelrath singled, and they went first to third. Then Distelrath stole second, so they had second and third. Letson hit a fly ball to center to score a run, move the runner over to third, and a strikeout wild pitch scored the runner from third, and it's 2-0 after uh, two innings. Crosslegs came back. They got a run in the fourth. Walk, couple of stolen bases, infield hit, error, scores the run, and then uh, they scored a run in the uh, fifth, Single, stolen base, wild pitch, RBI single for Drew Hosterman. So it's 2-2 going into the bottom of the fifth, uh, and Marine City scored without getting a hit. Hit batsman, sacrifice him to second, ground ball to third, Zach Tetler singles him home. Just manufacture a run, and you're back up 3 Wait, they had a hit or they
2: didn't have it? They hit. had a hit
1: there. Oh, uh, And then the, the insurance run in the sixth is a walk, a sacrifice. So Distelrath's at second with one out. Parker Atkinson hits one off the end of the bat. It dribbles up the first baseline, stays fair. Mendoza picks it up, steps on the bag, and Distal Rat just never stopped running. From second base, he came all the way around uh, and he easily beat the play at the easily beat the play at the plate. He just caught them completely like you're kidding me. You're trying to score on a ground out to first. And he did. <laughs> 4 to 2 uh, and then uh, Uh, Real solid uh, pitching all game long. Brandon Williams went uh, six for the Mariners and was solid. Matt Simons came on and pitched the uh, seventh and got a save. He got a pop one pitch, pop up to the pitcher, three pitches for a strikeout. Then he walked a guy, and then on the first pitch, Hosterman hit a fly ball into right center. It was hit hard, but a windy day, and I think the wind held it up. And Marine City's got a a bunch of, uh, you know, speed demons out in the outfield. And I think it was Rufino who ran it down and made it look like a routine play when it really probably wasn't that routine of a play. But uh, again, it was just boom, 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 boom. I kept going, okay, another one, two, three inning. Okay, they strand got, okay, seven pitch <laughs> inning. Okay, it took us four pitches to get through this. Uh, here's some commercials and we'll be right back. <laughs> It was that kind of a game. I don't get very many like that in any sport, but I got one like that in baseball on Friday.
2: Yeah, so that's a that's a nice win for Marine City. They're in the thick of their MAC race. we'll talk. I mean, I'm sure we can talk about what the week to come and some big games coming up this week. But, no, that's a nice win, and it's nice to have a matchup like that on a Friday.
1: Yeah. Uh, one other MAC score before we get into some BWAC uh, games that were played. Uh, Anchor Bay beat Chippewa Valley 11-1. to 1. Now we get into, uh, there was actually one BWAC league game. Yeah, rescheduled. Yeah, uh, and Yale took care of business against struggling MLA City. Yeah, I
2: believe it was a four-inning perfect game between th- three pitchers from Yale. Yale did what they needed to do, and they moved to five and three. And BWAC played. Jack Cavanaugh to hit two RBIs. Ronnie Colhane, a double and RBI. Two walks. James Taylor Barr two hits, two uh, double RBI, walk, three runs scored. And Gage Druia hit a home run that drove in three, walked and scored three times himself.
1: Yeah, eighteen nothing the final. By the way, on that one for Yale.
2: Yeah, that's. Um, but Yale stays in the thick of the race. It's a. Five-team BWAC race with three weeks to go, and Yale has Richmond this week.
1: Yeah, uh, North Branch with a two-nothing win over Millington. I know it's a non-league game, but I look at that, and I don't know. There's something about that Millington name that, that this is a legit win, um, and uh, you get good pitching. Brant Primo has been really good. Matt Duty has been really good, and they combined. On the uh, shutout, uh, Primo only gave up three hits. Here's a low strikeout totals. They only struck out three between them. Primo had one strikeout, and Duty had two strikeouts. He made plays. Two innings of uh, work, but only three hits given up. Uh, and Aiden, I'm going to go with Swish today, had two hits in RBI and two stolen bases. So that's a... That's
2: just a nice feel-good win for North Branch. Uh, so do you want to stick with Friday, or do you want to go to Saturday baseball?
1: Let's, uh, let's stay with baseball. Let's right. do it that way today. We'll go baseball, and then we'll go all softball. Well, two, um,
2: two teams that we already mentioned played on Saturday. We Actually, this must have been a, a recently scheduled game. CrossLex and Marysville played. Again, not a lot of hits. I think Marysville gave up three hits. And walked three batters and hit a, f- a handful. But they four. Yeah, Keith found a way to score six runs. They beat Mary's six to five. Drew Osterman had a hit in an RBI, and Peyton lawbert had two hits. That was really the only standouts for either side. But two teams that kind of needed a win got a win.
1: Yeah. KPAC took two from Emily City, six to four in game one, and six to one in game two. So. Um, again, it, it's been a struggle for Emily City all season long. Uh, and, and, the, and the thing is, is that when we look at their line scores, they don't give up a ton of hits. They just they and, can't and, find the zone. And Yeah, they, they're just walking everybody. And they are not catching the ball. And when they do, they're throwing it around. Mm-hmm. They make so many errors, um, and that's why – It's been such a tough season for the Spartans. Yep. Um, And good for the Chiefs. Uh, We haven't followed a whole lot of GTC East baseball, but, uh, you know, K-PAC has had its rough go since joining that league, and so a couple of wins in any sport is a good day in K-PAC. Especially over a former BWAC opponent. Yes, Uh, who is a rival. I mean, K-PAC and MLA City were a big rivalry when they were both in the BWAC. Yep,
2: Uh, Algonac played two. We know they played Standish Sterling in a a game and beat them five, or lost five to one, rather, excuse me. Josh Kasner on the mound, five innings pitch, gave up just two hits, no runs, given up, walked two and struck out nine. He had a no decision, also added two hits at the plate. Jack Cody had a hit and a lone muskrat RBI. And then Algonac played somebody (laughs) in the second game. They never said who. Yeah, we couldn't figure out who it was, but they got a win against someone in the second game. Matt Meldrum had two hits, including a home run and three RBIs, so that's a nice performance. Jack Cody had two more hits, scored twice, drove in two, and Jake Kasner had two hits and two runs. So, and they beat, the question marks, 8-1. Yeah, they beat someone 8-1. Uh, <laughs> a team we haven't been able to talk about a whole lot, but getting back in the swing of league play, Cardinal Mooney's picked up their groove again. They beat Green Hills twice by a combined 23-3, to 13-3 and 10-0. nothing. And, well, the usual suspects did what we expect them to do.
1: Yeah, look at the this line for Trent Rice in Game 1, the 13-3 win. Two hits, a triple, three stolen bases, two RBIs, a walk, and a run scored. Uh, Avery Broll had a, a big, uh, uh, two games really, uh, two hits, three RBIs in game one with a run scored. Ryan Tremblay had a couple of hits, knocked in a run, scored a couple of times. Anthony Gerling, two hits, two RBIs, two runs scored. And Ty Bodicker, a name we've been saying a lot lately uh, when we talk about Mooney, two hits, an RBI and a run scored in game one. Then in game two, Rice was slacking, just two hits, a double, and a run. (laughs) Didn't trail a base. Uh, Avery Brawl, two hits, two RBIs, a double in the game, uh, a walk, two runs scored. Blake Lutzke had a couple of hits, a double, two RBIs, couple of steals, couple of runs scored. Ryan Trombley with three hits, including a double. He drove in a run, scored a couple Tommy Rice had a hit, drove in two, uh, and had a couple of walks. And uh, Brendan uh, Carnegie had uh, five innings pitched, only one hit, didn't give up a run, struck out uh, three to pick up the uh, win uh, there. So uh, Mooney, you know, again, they kind of had that stretch where they weren't playing a lot of games. Now they're playing a lot of games, and they're racking up a lot of wins all of a sudden.
2: Yeah, yeah. And this is what we expect from Mooney, and they want to really be hitting their groove as the season comes to an end because we've documented very well that they have Royal Oak Shrine waiting for them if they ever meet in the playoffs. And in their league, Shrine's 8-0, Mooney's 8-2. So... It's going to take a lot of luck for them to at least win the regular season, but I imagine that they would meet in the league playoffs, yeah. in the Catholic League playoffs, which who knows, maybe they could get back to the back to Jimmy John's field. At least I'm assuming that's where they're hosting it again.
1: Yeah, uh, and you know that uh, that would be something that uh, Mooney, if they can't win the regular season league title, you want to win that. And then, obviously, they're thinking also about the playoffs and what they didn't get finished last year. Uh, I'm sure they want to make a deep run this year. But it seems like they're getting into their groove now. Yep. Uh, And they're getting contributions from everybody, which is something that they got last year, too. So they're they're doing it the same way they did it a year ago. Absolutely. All right. We'll take a break, and uh, we'll take a look at uh, what happened in uh, softball over the uh, weekend, Friday through Sunday. Uh, in just a moment here on the Tri-County Equipment Get Stuck on Sports podcast.
3: 800- 250-7520.
2: and they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marys or Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee.
3: Are you getting out of a lease or ready to trade in your vehicle? Stop by Jepson Car Company and we'll be here to assist you.
4: get a fresh start with magna international today
0: if you're not listening to get stuck on that's a personal foul your kids your schools your sports welcome back dennis
1: stucky brady Beaton. i'm sorry were you asking something important no <laughs> no i was not <laughs> okay we were, we were just going, and, and you started to whisper as you were putting your headsets on, and I'm like, ooh, I hope that wasn't important. I hope I didn't miss something.
2: No, we're, we're good to go, and, well, we we should get going because we have softball to talk about, and all the way back on Friday, as I try to find it, we didn't have a lot going on on Friday no, that we but, saw.
1: No, but this first one is interesting uh, when we look at uh, Kaylee Rickert's uh, line, pitching and then we look at the final score of the game
2: yeah lakeshore beats marine city 5-0 the mariners get one hit which is an oddity in and of itself but Rickert, seven innings pitch doesn't give up an earned run and strikes out nine that's a performance let's be honest you should win every time with
1: yeah uh and and this is the one bugaboo with marine city because They've played really good softball at times this year, and they've beaten and competed with some really good teams in the area. They're good, except they have these moments, Brady, where they don't catch the darn ball. Yep, and, well, better here now than in a league game or
2: against something. Now you feel bad that Rickert pitches, probably going to have one of her best lines of the year, and you don't get anything to show for it. Yeah. But tip your cap to Lakeshore. You one-hit a Marine City lineup. It's not just all Marine City not doing well. The other team's trying to win the game, too.
1: Yeah, and, and clearly, yeah, they got a, a, a tough pitcher who had a, a great game because that's a lineup that hits. Yes. That, that's, that's not easy to say you got a one-hitter against Marine City. The only other person I know of that can say that this year is Shoeboy at Richmond, and she lost that game. Right. So uh, Yale took two from uh, Peck. Uh, big day with the bats for Yale in that doubleheader. They scored 27 runs. 11-1 in the opener, 16-2 in the second game. Um, Morgan Gian from so I'm going to have to say that. So I get a, that, ba- get a bandage for my that, tongue, That's please. a mouthful. Uh, two hits, a double, three RBIs and a run in game one. Marissa Honicky had uh, three hits, including a couple of doubles, a triple, three RBIs, two runs scored. Madison Hiller had a couple of hits. She doubled, drove in a run, walked, and uh, scored a run. And then in game two, Gian Fermaggio had four hits, two of them doubles, three runs. Jillian Commandant had three hits. She had a couple of doubles, drove in three runs, uh, scored a couple of times. Emma Thompson had four hits, doubled twice, homered, drove in five, scored a couple, and Madison Hiller had the biggest day of them all with five hits in that second game. That's hard to do. couple of doubles uh, and uh, two runs batted in and two runs uh, scored. So, um, the, yeah, Yale having a little fun at Peck's expense. Yes. Yes, they did, and... Well, that's a
2: Yale team that's been struggling and hopefully those two wins build a little confidence. So and on the Saturday and this was a very quiet Saturday for softball. Outside of Sterling Heights beating Cardinal Mooney seventeen to two, Almont was the only other team that played. But they played three. And oh boy did they play. Okay, get your calculators out. They're doing they were a little upset they lost to Croslax.
1: I would think so. So uh, all they did in Game One of the uh, tournament, this tournament I believe was in Birch Run. In Game One, they beat Suttons Bay twenty to nothing. Thanks for coming. Yeah, which uh, I believe was a four inning perfect game. And we got I got Maya claimed five innings pitch, no hitter, eleven strikeouts. Oh, it was a five inning no hitter. That's correct.
2: Yeah. Which five innings is.
1: A state-recognized no-hitter. Yeah. That's the minimum. And she also doubled twice and drove in four runs in that game. All right. And Here's the cha-cha line. Put the mu- and we should have the music in the background going dun 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 because that's all this was. Grace Koenig, two hits, RBI, two walks, three runs. Brooklyn Bunch, two hits, double, two RBIs, a run scored. Devin Johnston, three hits, home run, three RBIs, two walks, three Three runs score, so that means she got on base five times. Uh, you had uh, Kendall Roshevsky, two hits, a triple, drove in three, scored a run. Uh, Kylie Tennant, write this name down, folks. This is a freshman that's come out of nowhere. That when we do our draft, Brady, somebody's got to take. <laughs> I'm sorry, she just they keeps hitting. Uh, nobody can get her out. Three hits, three RBIs, two runs scored. Game two, Almont beats Birch, run eleven to nothing. McLean at it again. Seven innings pitched, a one-hitter this time with 10 strikeouts. <laughs> so so she's thrown 12 innings of softball
2: and has given up one hit and has struck out 21. And another hit and
1: three more RBIs. So with three hits, she's driven in seven runs. So she's out-hit the uh, batter she's faced Yes, in two games. Koenig with two hits, a triple, a run score. Devin Johnston, three hits, two triples. Three RBIs in a run, and the two triples give her a school record. Yes,
2: she now has the single-season record, I believe, for triples um, at Almont with seven, which congratulations to her, but I also went, wow, that's that's a gettable record. Seven triples, which is not an easy thing to do, but usually when you look at a record, it's bigger than you think it would be, and yeah, seven seven triples in a season, and I'm sure she's probably going to get it to double digits by the end of the season and then put it where you'd expect a record to be. Yeah. So she's not only taking it, she's smashing it and making sure it's
1: her own. Have I ever told you the name Kylie Tennant? <laughs> three hits, a double, and RBI, two runs. Lydia Lacavera, three hits, a double, RBI, two runs in that one. And they weren't done smacking it around uh, as Almont beat Hillman then, 14-4 to in the final game of the tournament. Grace Koenig, four hits. Two doubles, four runs scored. So that's what she had. Seven hits, or no, eight hits in three games. Yep. Uh, Devin Johnston had three hits, another triple, two Nine doubles hits in the triple four RBIs, by the way. <laughs> Three runs scored. Kendall Roschewski had two hits, a double, an RBI, a run scored. Ellie Chapman with two hits, including a home run, RBI, two runs scored, and uh, a kid I've never heard of, Kylie Tennant. Had three hits, a double in RBI, and three runs scored. Uh, So uh, add those up real quick. That's nine hits for her in three games in that tournament.
2: You said to me when we were reading off the scores, you go, it must just be so much fun to play in a triple header when you're just raking. And every time you come up, it looks like you're swinging at a beach ball and you're slapping it around the field that has to be just a great feeling and so much fun.
1: Yeah, you are just like like you're locked in and cuz like Devin Johnson not a lot of infield hits. Tennant, no, not a lot of infield no, hits. No, they hit it hard. They're, they're alive hitting the ball team. in the gaps uh and 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 having fun. Right, they're not they're not just bunting down the
2: third base line to get on. They are like you said ripping it and especially when you have three
1: triples on a weekend you get your
2: cardio in two point
1: softball (laughs) yeah um and and they just uh hit 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 but so many teams out there in the BWAC hit 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 yeah and there's
2: really good pitching i mean if you want to make an argument you could throw Maya McLean, Alana Deschetsky, Kenna Bomarito, and we'll talk about this girl in a bit, Katie Shoeboy. You want to talk about phenomenal young players. And you could make a case uh, on any given day that you would take them as your pitcher.
1: Yeah. Oh, definitely. Absolutely. Uh, I just, okay, so we're media wags, and, and we do a lot of hype, and we talk to talk. But, but, Brady, I'm looking at the BWAC right now. I'm looking at Richmond, Algonac, Elmont, North Branch. Even the, the teams like Armada and Imlay City on any given day. Crosslikes. Yale, Cross-Lex, Cross- they, they We they, saw it last week. They can, they can beat teams. So I'm kind of looking at the BWAC in softball right now, and, and maybe even in baseball, too. Like we look at the Mac Red in football, I
2: would love to see, especially the top four, but top to bottom, the BWAC in softball stacked up against any league. Because I don't have a doubt that I don't know if they would win it. But you put Richmond, you put Algonac, and you put Almont in the Mac Red. They're they're winning more than they lose. Algonac's already beat Dakota. Richmond, Richmond lost, lost by one
1: in extra innings.
2: Yes. So it's not as if these teams haven't gone out and played those. Uh, Romeo, we'll talk. Yeah, great, great segue, Dennis. Thirty years in the business, get you that segue. <laughs> Romeo in softball is two and four in the Mac Red. So a middle tier team. They're in fifth of seven. And what does Richmond do? Sweeps them the first time, three to two. The second time, nine to one. And Katie Shoeboy, freshman is making her mark, and I don't know if anyone's stock is rising faster and with good reason as Katie Shoeboy. Game one against Romeo. Yeah, they're not doing this against some small Class D school that has 50 girls to pick from to make a softball team. This is Romeo. This is a well-respected school program. Seven innings pitch. 15 strikeouts. 15 strikeouts in a seven-inning game. So only six batters made outs by putting the ball in play. Lauren Telltale at the plate had two hits. Emma Hildreth had two hits, excuse me, including a home run. Ashley Stafford had two hits in RBI. Lauren Creon, who it seems like every time we put up a Richmond score, we're right in Lauren
1: Creon. She's in a yeah. groove right now. She is crushing the ball right
2: now. Three hits, a double, and RBI list, Shoeboy three hits, and two stolen bases. So then Katie Shoeboy gets back on the, bo- mo- the mound, which usually uh, you can pitch softball players and doubleheaders, pitchers, but usually you see it as like a junior or senior. And usually you still see a little drop off. Like it's. It's still tiring to throw 14 innings of softball. You saw it last year um, in the M.L.A. City doubleheader. Kennebomarito no-hit M.L.A. City and then lost to them the next game.
1: Yeah, and the plan wasn't to pitch her the second game, but after she threw the no-hitter, she went to Coach Perkins and said, I want to keep going. Yeah,
2: and you just threw a no-hitter going, all right, give him a chance. So to see this level of maturity from Katie Shoeboy to go back on the mound, after striking out 15 and fanning 14 in 17. So that's 29 strikeouts out of a possible 42 outs in Game 2. Richmond wins Game 2 9-1. to one. Liz Shoeboy had two more hits, a home run and a walk. Abby Reinhardt two hits, a double. Ashley Stafford, three hits. Emma Hildreth, three hits, a double, and two walks. And Richmond is just, it feels like they're growing in power every week,
1: and and here's the thing, okay? You get a sweep of Romeo. We did not mention Piper Clark's name, right? Uh, and and I'm looking at it. Emma Hildreth is kind of a new name that we haven't said much. Liz Shoeboy has been there, but like this is really the the first you know afternoon where they play two games and we mention her name in both games, mm-hmm. and and she's swinging the the, the bat. Um, because they've been hitting her kind of down at the bottom, and you you look at her and you go, "There's power in this bat," mm-hmm. um, and this is a big. If it comes to life, you got a weapon there in the middle to the lower part of uh, your lineup. Like again, that's what the the BWAC has turned into. You, you get these teams like Richmond and Algonac and Almont, where it's just up and down the lineup, and you're going, "Where am I supposed to get an out?" And but usually. The Trump card is pitching.
2: Even if you have an Ella Stevenson, she can only come up one every nine batters. If you have a dominant pitcher, if you have a shutdown
1: ace, you are in every single ball game. And look Al- at Elginass Al- Al- G- G- got Bomarito, Richmond's got Shoe Boy. Uh, and Elmont has is finding it with Maya McClain right yeah, now. Yeah, she just threw Almost three complete games over the weekend. And Dusheski pitches at North Branch, which we'll get into them a little bit yeah.
2: more. Look at what Algonac did. Gives you a chance in every game. Even when you get no hit, Algonac still beats Dakota. Because Ken Abomarito was that damn good
1: in that game. Yep. She's like, okay, my team's not hitting, so I'm just not going to get scored on. Right. Oh, so, um, yeah, we still
2: have um, a big week ahead of us. It is the week of reckoning for North Branch softball. We're yeah, going to find out they're going to have to play
1: some games if they're going to sink
2: or swim because they have two big double headers. Uh, we have we mentioned some Mac series that are going to be big. Saint Clair's got a big Mac White baseball series, and we haven't even mentioned Saints baseball yet. And BWAC baseball might not have as many interesting series. But there's still one that could have huge impact on the final standings.
1: All right. So uh, we'll take the uh, break, and then we'll come back with segment three in just a moment. 72185.
3: Please go to www.phasd.us and our social media for the latest updates on Port Huron schools.
1: The YMCA of the Blue Water area is pleased to announce a Night of Champions Thursday, September 15th at 6 p.m. at the McMoran Arena in downtown Port Huron. Eight-time Emmy Award winner Mike Doc Emmerich will host with special guests, activities, food, and both live and silent auctions. Tickets must be purchased in advance and are available at the YMCA 1525 3rd Street in Port Huron. Cost is $100 per person or $1,000 for a table. For more information on A Night of Champions with Mike Doc Emmerich, call the Y at 810-987-6400, extension 132.
2: And they stock tires for cars, trucks, SUVs, and more. Give them a call today at 810-364-4700. Marys Goodyear, where your satisfaction is our guarantee.
1: Finding that missing shin guard. Remembering whether it's a
2: home or away game.
0: If you're not listening to sports.com, that's a personal foul. Your kids, your schools, your sports. You're
1: back with uh, Dennis and Brady, Tri-County Equipment, Get Stuck On Sports podcast. And uh, Brady, it's going to be a, a busy week. I think it's going to be a, a fun week, not just with the games that we're doing, but there's some big games that we won't be at. Yeah. Yeah but will give us more information that uh, we're always starving for. Yes, yes. Um, Do you want to start with the
2: softball matchups or the baseball matchups?
1: Start with the ladies this time since we made them go second on the scores.
2: As I mentioned, the week of reckoning for North Branch. On Tuesday and Wednesday, back-to-back, we believe on the road both days, uh, North Branch goes to Elmont for two games, and then two Richmond for two games. Dennis, we're going to find out real quick if North Branch is a contender in the BWAC or if they're going to slide and end up middle of the pack. For For all intents and purposes, two days will decide their season.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, this is baptism by fire. But they are that team, uh, I think I call them the wrench team team. Where they can throw a wrench out there and and bust up somebody's machine because they're capable. Do I see like Elkinac or Richmond or even Elmont getting swept? No, but North Branch is a team that would it like shock you if they went three and three against those three teams? No, and that would
2: put them in a very interesting spot. Because then Richmond would be the only team that has two losses at that point, because everyone's already lost once. And like we said, Richmond still has to play Almont and still has to play North Branch. Yeah. So uh, and uh, North Branch
1: still has to play basically everybody.
2: Yeah, they beat who? They beat Armada twice in close games. Yeah. Armada, I, I mean, would you be shocked if Armada jumped up and that's, stole a game yeah, from someone? Yeah, that,
1: that's the other thing, because there are a while. We've already seen, it's the B-Wacky. We've already seen Cross-Lex win a game we didn't think they were going to win. I mean, th- this stuff happens in this league. And a- as we said, top to bottom, it's a, it's a good league. We know for sure that there are three, is elite, they're three elite teams. Again, and well, I and think we're, I, and we're wondering if North Branch isn't a force. I don't know
2: if I said this on the show or not, but I'll say it now. North Branch is still to be determined. We'll find talk to me on Friday show after we've seen the, the two series. But Richmond, Algonac, Elmont are all teams that if you gave me said will one of these three teams make The final four, will they win a quarterfinal game? I get those three teams, I'm 100% taking that bet. I just think there's too much talent, and the other thing that helps that is they're going to have to go through each other. We mentioned Richmond and Algonac, or Richmond and Almont, rather, are in the same district this year, so one team's getting knocked out there, but someone's making it through to likely play Algonac in a regional, and then you'd think the winner of those two would get out to a quarterfinal. Yeah. Unless there's a team that I'm not giving any respect for. I haven't looked at the bracket in depth, but... I have it, hard to, have it hard to imagine that the winner of Richmond-Almont in the playoffs wouldn't be facing Algonac at some point for the right to move on to the next round, which I presume would either be a regional final or be the regional final to move to the quarterfinal.
1: And, and those matchups are both good and bad. It's like you hate it because you're losing a team. Right. But you're guaranteed when you get them. Somebody from the area is moving on.
2: Right. It's like in football. I get so excited for week one of the playoffs, and you get done with it, and you're like, there's four teams left. <laughs> After we just had like 11 make the playoffs. And
1: yeah, because we always get draws where, oh, PH and Northern are playing each other.
2: Yeah. Oh, Crosslex is playing St. Clair. Yeah. Like things like that. But, no, this week is huge, and let's flip it a little bit. Almont needs a sweep on North Branch yeah they either need to sweep north branch or sweep richmond because that loss to cross lex is going to kill them if they just keep splitting these series yeah they have to get a sweep somewhere on one of these really
1: talented teams yeah that, that and and again just kind of looking at it sweeps don't come easy no sweeps don't come easy because look already Algonac is just they're loaded folks uh, and and the article about Ella Stevenson the other day in the news. She's basically almost hitting 700. Yeah, and I'm glad someone else noticed her. Yeah, she, she is legit. They are a really good team. And Almont they was, split with Richmond and they split with Elmont. Elmont had a chance to sweep that series. Yeah, Elmont lost on a walk-off in game one of that doubleheader. Now, I
2: will say if you go into a doubleheader thinking, we need to sweep, you're not going to sweep. You need to take it a step at a time. You have to take it, the old cliche, an inning at a time, that bad at a time, whatever. But that's how you have to approach it. Now, here's a team that they're not in the BWAC, but we're going to know a heck of a lot more about their conference title hopes and what they are on Wednesday. show. St. Clair has two enormous games the next two days. Tonight, I will see them at... St. Clair against Lance Cruz North. Lance Cruz North is 5 and 1 in the white and is currently in first place. According to the max site, Dennis, this is odd. They have Lance Cruz North at 5 and 2 overall.
1: Really? Do you believe they, that they've only played one non league game? That does seem weird, but with the, the weather and that, you're, you're probably not concerned. With, right now, with games you missed early in the season, with teams that don't really matter to you. Now their
2: game changer has them at six and six overall. Okay, which is a far cry from five and two. And according to this, they played some different teams. They played South... It looks like they were in one of those tournaments on a weekend where they played South Southline, St. Catherine, and Country Day, and lost all three. So they're playing tough competition. But St. Clair is the only other team in the Mack White with one loss. So they have that on Monday. Then they turn around the following day, and Dennis, you'll be at this game, they play Marysville, who needs to win out if they want a chance at a Mac White title. Essentially. Essentially, yeah. So... That's a huge two days for St. Clair softball. If they want to have a chance, you can split, especially if you win game. Win on Monday, it gives you a little bit of room. But if you go two and zero these next two days, oh boy, St. Clair's looking at a looking at a chance right down the road for a Mac White title.
1: Here's the thing that I love right off the bat this week: two St. Clair softball games oh. later in the week. The North Branch Richmond doubleheader, right? Uh, and at the end of the week, there's a tournament in Algonac, so we'll see these teams this oh, week. Oh,
2: by the way, on Thursday, Saint Clair goes two lawn screws north.
1: Yeah, uh, so, so they're they're playing yeah two this week because one was because a make-up. one was a makeup. So
2: yep. by Friday's show, we'll either say ah Saint Clair just quite didn't have it, couldn't quite get the Mac White too tough of a league this year, or we're going. Saint Clair's in the driver's seat. Keep doing what you're doing, and you'll put up another year on a banner in a couple weeks. So that's that's what we have in softball. I mean, Marysville's playing Saint Clair. That's that's just going to be a huge game. Like like we said, we have so many big games this week. Um, did I miss anything on the softball end of things this this week?
1: Yeah, I th- I think those are all the the big matchups. I did want to talk just for a second. Marysville softball, the record-wise, they've kind of been struggling, uh, and 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 they've taken some they have losses. A losing record, yeah, and, and they're still trying to find their identity. Folks, don't count this team out just yet. No, don't do it. They're dangerous. If you're just record watching and you go, oh, they're six and seven. Yeah, the, oh, they're but not as good as last year's team. Well, which, I mean, last which, year's team was exceptional.
2: Which may be true, but it's like going from an A plus to an A. Uh, and those seven losses, off the top of my head, are what Saint Clair, the Lakeview one, hurts a bit. That's but Lakeview's not. Horrible. No, no, they're they're three and three in the Mac White. So they're not. It's not like they went and played a, a gold team and lost there. Um, they lost a, a bunch of talented teams. Uh, I think Marine they lost City a got them on a yeah. day
1: when Marine City was really good. Millington,
2: they Millington lost two was by one. Or, yeah. So those seven losses are to very talented teams. One other series in BWAC play that I want to mention: Algonac, MLA City. The Spartans haven't played a ton this year. They're just one and three, but I'm curious to see what they do against Algonac. If Algonac takes care of business, all right. MLA City dropped off from last year, but if even if they lose two and are competitive, watch out for them maybe in the postseason again to go back to back district titles.
1: Uh, and they uh, they split last year because that was the, yeah that was the, there was that a no no, no hitter it? in game one the and show. then. And then uh, Emily City came back and beat Bomarito 7-5 to in the uh, second game. And you got a couple of 40s. Uh, they've got talent there. Yes, they do. Um, all right, to baseball.
2: We'll start in the BWAC again. And the race is as tight as ever. Three teams tied at first in the BWAC. Richmond, Armada, Algonac, all 6-2. and two. Here's who they play this week. Richmond takes on Yale who's five and three. So for Yale, this is a chance to get back up into conference title contention instead of being an arm's length away. A huge game. The first game's today at Richmond. And if Richmond's, uh, I guess, pattern holds, they'll win the first game 17 to nothing, and then the second <laughs> game will be a nail-biter <laughs> down to the final pitch. Because that's just what Some, they've
1: done all year. Somehow you sound bitter. <laughs> <laughs> it's just
2: confusing. <laughs> I want to know what these teams are. And when you beat a team 17 other they go, oh, okay, Richmond's just head and shoulders better. And then the next day you turn around and either lose or have to scrap out a victory. I go, you didn't tell me anything. That's why it's confusing. Um, the other series going on, Cross, Lex, and Armada. Armada wants to stay in it. They need to sweep the Pioneers. North Branch, Almont, Rinse, repeat, but North Branch, they need a sweep. And Algonac, um, yeah, we documented Emily City's struggles. They're looking square in the face of winning eight straight BWAC games after losing the first two to Richmond. And you know, you know Algonac would love to get another shot at Richmond. But Richmond's in D2 in baseball, so those two teams I don't think are going to meet up at the end of the year. Yeah. Although, if we have, like, a two-way tie for the, the league title, we should just have a game 17 or a game 15
4: and have, <laughs>
1: just have a conference championship game. Uh, I, I love when you, you start demanding for these games yes. to be scheduled.
2: Yes. <laughs> I do because I like definitiveness.
1: Anyway. Uh. Um, so,
2: yeah, Richmond, North Branch, or Richmond Algonac, and Armada, all 6-2. and two. North Branch and Yale, 5-3. and three. It's a five-team race in an eight-team league, Dennis. Yeah. I know we talked about this ad nauseum, but come on. You couldn't ask for a better BWAC race than this.
1: Um, it, it, it is a race, and it is anybody's race, but I, I think everybody's still chasing Richmond, and everybody needs Richmond to stub its toe again. Again, because Rich. this is the last
2: series where you look at, at least looking at the records, and you go... This is probably the last real good chance we have for Richmond to lose a game. Because if they keep playing the way they are, it's going to be tough for someone to knock them off. Okay, Mac Baseball. You will see at least game one of this series between St. Clair and Gross Point North. And that's a huge series in the Mac White. St. Clair 7-2, Gross Point North 6-2. They still haven't made up a game. Saint Clair needs to take this series if they want to give them a chance to win the Mac White. You win two here, you go up what two and a half game or no, a game and a half yep. on uh, Gross Point North, and you have Anchor Bay waiting in the final week of this, the conference season,
1: which is a sneaky tough series.
2: They're five and three. They're in third. They're only a game and a half back. Anchor Bay's thinking, okay, we, if we take the series, if we win two out of three against Lons Cruz North, we have a chance. You have a chance against St. Clair. We control our own destiny. We sweep them. We, I, I don't know the exact math, but they might need a little help with someone beating Gross Point North, depending on what happens this week. But they give themselves a chance. So they have their two toughest teams waiting. And at minimum, you have to go four and two to win the conference title. It starts tonight at St. Clair. You'll see that
1: one. I know it's cliched. You got to take it one at a time, but. If you're St. Clair or if you're Gross Point North, if there is some way this week you just play your best ball ever and you sweep, I mean you bury the losing team. Oh yeah. And how big and, is and that And if you're the Saints, then all you gotta do is, you know, win the Anchor Bay Series and, and you're
2: you're in. And here's the thing how big is that sweep over Lons Cruz North? They're four and four in Mac White play. Games against teams not named Saint Clair, they're four and one. Yeah. That was a huge, huge sweep that I think at the time you're going, oh, all right, Cruz North. No, that's a good ball team. Yeah. They have some really nice pitching that I got to see. Uh, in the MAC Blue, Port on High takes on Frazier, but another local series. This is the second of three local series in a row. Marysville takes on Northern. I'll follow that series. Two at Marysville, one at Northern. Northern has a chance to get back in this MAC Blue race after struggling out of the gate. They're 5-3, a game and a half back of Lakeview. We talked about it in the first segment. If you can sweep Marysville, that at least gives you a chance because you know who Northern's last series is against,
1: Lakeview. Yeah, it gives you what everybody wants. It gives you control of your destiny. I'm sure if like you ask. You don't have to sit there and scoreboard watch, and you don't have to go, oh, we need these guys to do this right. for us, and we need these guys to help us. No, you, you go, we're here. When and we can get it done now. I guess the one way that doesn't happen is if
2: Lance Cruz sweeps Lakeview because those two teams play; they're the top two in the Mac Blue. Then Northern needs to scoreboard watch, so they're not entirely in control of their own destiny. But as long as I believe it's not a sweep by Lance Cruz, Northern has a chance. I'm sure if you ask Nate Manis back in before the season started going into the last week against Lakeview, says, you win all three games, you're league champs. Do you take that? It's probably a hard thing to pass up. Yeah. And again, that that game in hand, or that game that's suspended, that 5-3 Lance Cruz Northern game that's in the middle of the fourth could be a big one. Yeah, And we Uh, could do our second, possibly, half game because we did, what, South Lake-St. Clair basketball for a half game after
1: the roof started leaking. I had forgotten about that. So,
2: really, we've done however many games we've done this year, (laughs) 0.5. And
1: and before we go, because I do want to mention that, because on the schedule we have 16 games this week, and I think we're going to get to play them all
2: yes oh the weather this week is beautiful dennis i had such a good weekend outside i'm excited to get an awful tan line on my forehead where i wear my hat
1: and just enjoy the vitamin d all week long if all 16 get played we will be at 499 live sports broadcasts on get since we started this uh, thing which means a week from today We'll be arguing over which game that we're doing, because we'll be doing at least two, Yeah, which game is number 500, exactly. which, of course, I will take credit for.
2: Well, maybe one of us <laughs> will have a 4 o'clock start time.
1: Doesn't matter. Yeah, well, write, I'll write my game down. But it's if I go on the air
2: first, it's number 500. Meaningless. Anyway. Meaningless. No, it's not. So <laughs> did I miss anything in baseball or in the BWAC or the MAC? No, uh,
1: I, I I think... We got it all. So, Oh, Marine City.
2: Um, oh, yeah, yes, we did, did miss, miss Marine City. City. Shame on us. Why do we keep doing that?
1: And we have a Marine City game against yes. Lakeshore this week. They play two against Lakeshore. That's a series you need to sweep
2: if you want to set up a big-time series with Fear to end the season. So, And then, again, I'm interested to see what this Matt Gold tournament is going to look like
1: at season's end. Absolutely. So, yeah, yes. I, the, the, I'm, I'm holding out on that, and I'm not talking about it, because I want to see how they do it. Yeah, or is it just to the top understand four, yeah. or do they give the first two teams a bye, and then have like a
2: play-in with all six? I don't know. I'm curious. I like that they're trying it, and they're not doing it the whole thing. It's like a beta testing, which I kind of dig. I don't mind trying new things, and if it doesn't work, because... Baseball tournaments are tough to pull off, especially in high school in such a condensed season. Then you scrap it and you don't do it. Or if it works, maybe we have it for all divisions. Although, I do like the three-game series. I know coaches, when they don't have pitching, hate it. But I feel like it's the best way to determine who's the best team in your league. Yeah. Because the old problem was, when they do it like softball, oh, St. Clair's playing Girls Point North? Oh, all right, we're throwing our ace. We're throwing Turner. We're throwing Cole. Where oh, you're playing the last place team in the league, all right, we're going to throw our fourth, fifth guy, and the two times you play, it would just be ace versus ace, and if you had a better ace, you'd win the the games against the top teams. Where now,
1: I like that it rewards depth because that's a big part of baseball. I can't uh, argue any of those points. For, for a change, uh, I'm going to let Brady... End the show with his good points there.
2: All right, then I won't say anything else. So remind him where we are tonight and
1: then send it home. We're both in St. Clair tonight. I'll be at the baseball game, Gross Point North against St. Clair. And uh, Brady will be at the softball uh, diamond for St. Clair and Lance Cruz North. So a couple of really good ones to kick off a really good week here on GetStuckOnSports.com.
0: From Port Huron to Marysville and St. Clair to Marine City, the Blue Water Area is Stuck on sports.